What's up? It's your pal Wenchik Estheticus, and this is The Bar is Low. Every episode, we take a look at a fan fiction or a collection of fan fictions, and these can be either good, bad, or in between, but mostly, they're bad. I wanted to make today's episode about strange Pokemon. Pokemon that you wouldn't think to fuck, like ghost types, steel types, Pokemon that aren't based on animals, but perhaps inanimate objects, Pokemon of very large or small sizes, legendaries. Well, that was the plan and I kinda stuck by it, but things got a little mixed up. Either way, we're still gonna be talking about bug types, of which I've still seen a lot of porn about anyway in the rest of the Pokophilia episodes. Amazing how many people want to get it on with insects. And we'll be talking about Rotom, we'll be talking about Larvitar, we'll be talking about Arceus. Strange array of Pokemon today, but nonetheless, some wild content. Today's fucked up a meter rating is a 10 out of 10 for obvious bestiality and for people being torn apart by cocks the size of trees. Yeah, like it says in the description, biggest cock in the history of the bar is low, like by far. You just stick around, it's gonna be pretty fucked up. So with that being said, let's get into it. We'll start with a short one that I think really exemplifies what this episode was at least supposed to be about. So yeah, someone wrote a fic about Lava Ridge gym leader Flannery visiting her private hot spring up in the mountain and a wild slugma comes along and nuzzles up against her and the author is like, the truth was, Flannery was an insatiable pokophiliac and things were getting hot and not just because of the hot springs. So the thing about a slugma is that it's, it's a slug made out of magma. That's why it's called slugma because it's a portmanteau of those two words i don't think you could just touch it and like not get burned but this author puts nothing about this slug being made of fire they just ignore that secondly slugs are are slow you think that little guy could fuck fast you think that little guy could make a bitch feel good because i sure don't well, there wasn't that much to this one, but still, people out there, they write in porn about uh, women getting fucked by uh, slugs made of magma. So continuing with our bug-related adventures, this fic is about Viola and Berg, the bug-type gym leaders from Kalos and Unova, respectively. But it's mostly about Viola, and it's about Berg's Pokemon, if you know what I mean. They meet each other at some sort of league event, and they get on pretty well, except they have an argument over which of them knows bug types better. Which normally I feel like you just settle that with a Pokemon battle, but they decide that the way to do this is to see if Fiola can make it through Berg's gym within a certain time limit, and if not, Berg's Pokemon get to fuck her. Like, how do you just bring that into a conversation, though? Like, um, so if you lose the bet, then my Pokemon get to have their fun with you. What do you mean by that? You know, like, they get to have sex with you. Ha <laughs> ha, just kidding. Unless. But it says that they each recognize each other as bug-type Pokephiles. I don't know, maybe they were dropping hints. Either way, whether she makes it through the gym or not, it's a win for Viola. So as she goes through this little fun house, Berg's Pokemon are patrolling it. Instead of just, you know, having trainers challenging good battles like normal. The first one she sees is Volcarona and she gets its attention when she goes through one of those honey wall traps from the black and white gym. And 
<laughs> the vocal corona is like, um, honey, that's a, on this woman. I couldn't have just licked it from the wall if I, I she, whatever. It licks her clean and somehow the honey has soaked through her panties. So, you know, naturally she lets uh, the vocal corona eat her out ever so gently. She just has a grand old time. And, and after it makes her come, she just goes back to wandering around the gym, but like mostly naked this time. And while she's still trying to get through the maze, she gets trapped in a cocoon and fucked by this little small dick venipede. And then Berg's Livani comes along and kisses her oh so tenderly and transfers like this nectar into her mouth, which is of course an aphrodisiac. What isn't an aphrodisiac in porn? And she runs out of time though, and all of his Pokemon fuck her, but we don't get to see that part. But what we do get is the sequel to the last fic, which goes into more detail between Livani and Viola. Basically, basically, this is, I don't know, I guess if like a few months later or something, later on in their friendship. Basically, Livani is big egg preg, and Berg needs someone to take care of her while he's away at a league event, so naturally Viola agrees. And um, yeah, Livani's very egg-bound, as they call it, and because we have to work that fetish, it says that she looks like she's pregnant with like the bug equivalent of quadruplets or quintuplets like that's the size of her so these two spend a few days together and there's this part where they have very tender and loving sex but that's not what this is about oh this is not what this is about at all Livani was supposed to lay her eggs after Berg came back but it seems she's gone into labor a few days early because bugs go into labor I don't know I don't know shit about bugs all right so but, but here's his quote please Livani, like many bug types, had to lay their eggs in an incubator for them to survive. Wild Pokemon used other living creatures, Pokemon in their areas, typically, or on rare occasions, unsuspecting trainers passing through. But trained ones could make use of a special machine. But Berg had left his incubator in his gym, oh, oh no, and expecting his aces laying to commence after his return had left the gym locked, leaving Viola and the Livani in his apartment. Viola knew it was hopeless to expect the center to have such a machine available. Cognizant of the late hour, she dialed Berg's number, but it went straight to voice. Oh no, whatever do you think might happen? So yeah, Viola decides to carry the eggs. The Levani like puts its ovipositor in her and it, it feels so good to her, like a dick. And it makes her come. It says that her it says that her orgasm sweeps over her like a prairie thunderstorm. <laughs> Unnecessarily verbose. But yeah, I, I don't think the feeling of having your literal uterus penetrated would be a pleasant one. Um, eventually, she passes out from coming so much, and when she wakes up, she is now a big egg preg, and she and the Levani celebrate. Quote, she left not long after, having to return to Kalos, but before she went, she made sure to make plans to return after a month or so hence. I'll be back soon to lay these eggs, she told the proud-looking, eager Levani. Our eggs! Oh my god, this is every, like, low-effort communist meme. No, comrade. Our eggs. Ugh, this one was, like, weirdly wholesome in some ways, though. Like, you know, even though it was at its core of fetish fanfiction about large bellies, but it says, quote, The Colossian reflected that she loved bug Pokemon, but not once had she ever thought she would be in love with a bug type. Wow. Wow.
So now we're going to upgrade from bugs to lizards. This author is guilty of that thing where they do titles that sound all deep and shit. And then you look at the tags and it's like, blowjob, foot fetish, loss of virginity, dubious consent, bestiality. All real tags from this, by the way. This fic is called We Kiss on the Mouth But Still Cough on Our Sleeves. We're going to be talking about Larvitar. Celine, who I think it's the same person as Moon because she's the female protagonist in the Sun and Moon games, whatever. Anyway, all you really need to know is that she's from Alola. She encounters an injured Larvitar in Vast Pony Canyon and catches him in a heel ball because he's all alone. He might die if he doesn't get attention. They go to a hotel that night and the Larvitar is doing a little better thanks to the heel ball, but he just starts screaming for no reason. So Selene just yeets him right back into that ball. Thank fuck for Pokeballs then. She tries, like, petting him to calm him down next, though, which seems normal, right? But there's part of him that feels like jelly, and it comes off in her hand, and she just- Oh, why does she do this? She decides to lick her fingers after touching it. No! Why would that be your reaction to having an unknown bodily fluid on your hand? Sniffing it, maybe, I would understand. But why would you put that in your mouth? <laughs> So the next morning, she decides to check the Pokedex entry, and here's what it says, quote, Male larvitars often suffer from a slew of various reproductive problems, most prominent of which being sexual frustration and soreness in the genitals. If left untreated, the Pokemon will be in great pain and could possibly become impotent for the rest of his life. Because they are so young, they usually express this pain through shrill screeches as it's the only way they know how. One would think that the solution is simply breeding two larvitars just to ease the tension, if nothing else. But female larvitar don't reach sexual maturity until the tyranitar stage of evolution, and male larvitar are too competitive to have sex with each other. Thus, male larvitar have been known to sexually assault other Pokemon and even humans on some rare occasions. There is no cure for this problem other than regular orgasms and the release of sexual pressure. Hmm, don't remember seeing an entry like that when I played the game. Don't make me say it. I'm gonna, I'm gonna say it. I'm gonna say it. Born logic. So yeah, she, she decides to help this guy out. Um, she takes him out of his ball again in the Pokemon Center and the little diamond on his stomach opens up to reveal that he has a six inch purple dick and she's like, ew, and she just puts him right back in. I don't know, man. I would either just dump him in the daycare or put him in the PC forever. That's what I would do. I would not take this into my own hands, especially not literally like uh, Celine does. Because while they're out in the canyon training again, she decides that she will give him a hand job to alleviate his sexual frustration. But she's like, oh shit, he's about to come. I'm not dealing with lizard sperm all over my hands. So she puts him right back in the Pokeball when he's on the verge of orgasm. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, if you've gone that far, it's just cruel to not make him come. Just blue ball on that little guy, goddamn. Next time he's out of his ball, turns out he has a foot fetish. He tries to untie her shoes and she feels guilty for not making him come earlier, so she obliges and he nuts all over her feet. She's giving him a foot job and she's like, oh fuck it, you know what, he's not satisfied yet, let's just go all the way. Like, jeez, get a room, y'all just boning out there in the, in the canyon. On the other hand though, this way they don't have to worry about cleanup. 
they do something weird here. They describe the speed of the hand job she's giving him with an actual musical tempo, adagio, which is kind of slow. That's like 66 to 76 BPM in, in that range. It's barely more than one stroke per second. Step up your game, Celine. If you're gonna fuck this lizard, do it right. Next, she blows him, and I'd like to bring up some quotes or some phrases. It says that he's a mediocre length. I, I don't know, man. Six inches is all right. It's all right. I mean, it's microscopic compared to the dick we're going to see next week, but especially for like a little two foot tall lizard, that's pretty big. It says that she achieves a pretty extreme speed. Uh, give me another tempo. How fast they going? Allegrissimo? Presto? Prestissimo? Those are some pretty extreme speeds. How's she going faster with her neck than with her hand? I don't know, man. Maybe this author listens exclusively to drone music and funeral doom metal, so Adagio is pretty extreme to them. Finally, he fucks her pussy, and then they're done, and she realizes that two of her other Pokemon were watching her the entire time. Whoops. Yeah, I guess it's better than realizing that a fellow human had walked in on the situation. Uh, but, uh, well, just the way they described the Larvitar, though, like, they kept saying he was slimy, like, not sexy. I, people be wanting to fuck whatever they be wanting to fuck, though. I can't explain to people who want to bone a two-foot-tall rock lizard. Uh, okay. Alright, so we upgraded from bugs to lizards earlier. Now we're gonna upgrade from a lizard to God. We've talked about monster cocks on this show before many, many times. We talked about them just last episode, and I have spoken of their impracticality more times than I would care to recount. But this monster cock, oh man, this monster cock puts all other monster cocks to absolute shame. This author said, you know what? I don't give a fuck about anything. Arceus is the god of Pokemon, and his dick can be as big as it damn well wants, and he will fuck anything he damn well wants. Also, fuck you, Wenchikistoticus, because most of my fic tiles are puns. Fucking eat my shit. In this fanfiction, a girl from some town gets sacrificed to Arceus every year, and this year's victim Ruby is walking up to the altar after getting chosen and she sees God. She's preparing to be eaten because that's what she thinks happens to sacrifices. But oh, believe me, she's gonna get torn apart in a whole nother way. So this cock, the, co the cock of Arceus, it starts off as a measly little three foot long dick that's only as wide as her thigh the fucking amateur hours but it extends out of his body, getting thicker and longer all the while. And finally, it gets to 10 feet long, wider than her body, and it has three knots on it. All I'ma say on that is that Ruby should have brought a master ball along. So Arceus, because he's God, can in fact force Ruby to take this whole dick. And even though he is in fact God, he has some difficulty getting it in there, but I guess where's the fun if it's not tight, right? There's a lot of inflation in this fic. I mean, how can there not be? He has like his first orgasm and she just balloons up with cum, which is strange because I feel like the, the cock alone should be enough to get the inflation part of this going, but all right, get, get some additional inflation in there. Sure. I uh, also got to wonder what's holding her in place during this scene but he's God, whatever. We're gonna use that as an excuse for everything. 
Arceus's dick is only halfway in at this point. I don't know how it doesn't rip her open or at least like come out of her mouth if we're abiding by porn logic here so that she's like completely skewered by it. But let's just get an idea of what this is like. Here's a uh, really just nasty ass quote. Her body was skin tight around his enormous member. The veins of him practically visible through her skin. The outline of his three knots and huge flares stuck out, her body more cock than her. His thrusts grew erratic as he neared his third orgasm, his knots trapping him in her. He hammered into her, his cock pulsing and not expanding just on the brink of climax. With the last few pistoning motions of his hips, he hilted himself in her, grinding into her as all his knots grew larger. The smallest one was even bigger than the exercise ball-like size of early, with the middle knot nearly double that. The last knot was even larger, the bulbous-sized trapping ruby on, on the god's member. His hips shuddered as he came, unloading into her. He roared loud and powerful as he pumped her full the bulge of cum, traveling from his base to the giant flared head visible through her body. Each pulse and whichever the releasing member moved through her body the uh, the ocean of cum sloshing around in her womb doubling in volume slowly but surely his godly s word swelled her up so much that it nearly grazed the ground heavy with cock and cum uh, whoa wow how 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 is she not dead truly a miracle of God that she did not just fucking perish. So his dick reaches its its final length of 15 feet. I, I seriously, I don't know how he crammed it all in there. Like, but I mean that in a whole other way than how I usually say that. Like, it is, it's three times the length of her entire body. Does it like curve through her intestines? I don't know what's happening. I don't, I don't know. There's a lot of suspension of disbelief going on here, but I will not stand for how does 15 feet of something that does not curve fit inside a girl who's like five feet i don't know i don't know insane i i hope to never see another monster cock like this or another monster cock in general so that's that's it for that uh let's go and read some fun little comments before we move on the author said that a sequel can be made if enough people ask not with ruby that's for sure because she did and someone wrote there's no cock like horse cock send that asshole into celestial shock i don't i don't know why they rhyme that but uh don't make me do another rap i already did a cock and ball torture rap it's on my soundcloud you can dm me for the link <laughs> someone else wrote does she have a pocket dimension in her vagina jesus christ and the author replied arceus is a god so he probably just put one in there for convenience you know that makes the most sense more than the dick like curving through her intestines or coming out her mouth and ripping off her head or whatever he just made a magical dimension inside this girl for his cock to go into instead of you know fucking something that could actually accommodate him huh strange weird choice we cannot understand the mind of god that's what they always tell me well someone else wrote i cannot believe i scored it all over my sheets reading this wow i, I don't think i need to comment on that so 
normally that 15 foot cock thing would be the grand finale of an episode but i wanted to close off on a fun little narration i like the way this one's written and you get a good sense of this guy and his pokemon's personalities and their relationship with each other it just it's written in first person present tense but it that actually works to its advantage i don't know somehow somehow I don't I it does so I thought I would just read this fic there are some parts I'll skip over but I feel like a narration is the best way to convey it here we go you know I'm different than other guys all right all right away I'm like I'm not like other girls oh it continues I'm different than other guys in a lot of ways let's start off small I guess Plenty of habits I take for granted might seem surreal to other people. Take, for instance, sleeping. I know plenty of people who can hit the sack and be down an instant flat, waking up a solid eight hours later with a hearty yawn and heavy energy. Not me, though. I'm one of those night owls who finds excuses to stay up to one, two, even three o'clock in the morning. Even when I do go to bed early, I'm a tosser, a turner. It's not unusual. It's not unusual for me. I'm sorry. For me to wake up a couple times a night. More than once, I've had to go on a milk raid at 4.30 in the morning. So yeah, I have weird sleep habits compared to other people, other stuff that makes me different. Well, I do get fucked by my fridge from time to time. Hey, come on, give me a break. I said it was unusual. Not my fault, you didn't realize I wasn't exaggerating. But you know, sometimes I wonder if my late night habits and my fridge fucking might not just have something in common. Look, just take this as an example. The first time I had a fridge adventure. It's a typical night for me. I'm up late on the computer, the blue light searing my eyeballs. I know it's supposed to be bad for you, but wh what do you do? So I get a little thirsty. No, not, not, not that type of thirsty. Even if, sure, the story kind of goes that way eventually. And I head downstairs to the kitchen for some milk. Along the way, I inadvertently get Watt's attention and he follows me. Oh, Watt? Guy's a fun-loving little trickster and my Pokemon partner. He's the best Rotom ever. Yeah, yeah, I know Rotom are technically sexless, but listen. Nobody who's seen the verb with which this little spirit conjures up an ectoplasmic member should have any doubts as to his gender identity. Anyway, what I'm trying to say is that I love the little guy. Turns out he loves me too. Yeah, in that way, I was surprised at first, but I've grown to enjoy reciprocating. Still kind of weird, in a good way. To let him take the reins though. Where was I? Right, Watts following me. I can hear him buzzing and crackling as he falls down the hall. His luminous body fills the darkened halls with a watery yellow glow. Looking back, I should have realized something was afoot when that glow suddenly vanished. Figured he'd gone back to bed and some power outlet or something silly me watts never missed a chance to play with his trainer so i open the fridge and already i can tell something's amiss the milk carton's all busted and like recently you know not just last day or last hour we're talking seconds some of that's still dripping off the shelf even weirder the cream is all empty too i'm left scratching my head picking up empty cartons and wondering what the hell's going on when what do you know Watch shows himself. His telltale electric hum starts emanating out of the fridge, and the entire appliance gets a coppery-orange makeover as he seizes control of it. His face, way bigger than I'm used to, but still mischievous and undeniably interested in me, plasters itself all over the top of the fridge. Those big oval eyes and wide grinning mouth take a command. The fridge doors detach, hovering in the air under the power of Watt's purple energy. Part ectoplasm, part electric. The little guy's real talented, you know? Like he takes an appliance as complex as a fridge and seriously, give one of those a real looking at sometime. There's a lot going on and he just makes it him. Everything gets simplified. Ice makers and water dispensers all get smoothed over. The whole thing just unplugs and floats around. It's actually like real neat. Cool. 
okay look i'm just trying to avoid coming right out saying that seeing one of my favorite appliances turn all orange and float around with lots of familiar features on it is hot but like it's neat oh all right well, he can do basically anything he wants with an appliance. He can even change its shape and appearance. And by the end, it'll be back to normal like nothing bad ever happened. Doors will be all fixed. Appliance will be right back in place. And nothing untoward will ever show on it. Can't uh, say the same about the food, though. My shock at seeing Watt take over the fridge quickly fades into a kind of exasperation. Buddy, I tell him. This is cute, but what'd you do with the milk? The cream? Don't know what I was expecting in response, to be honest. But here's what happened. He chuckles, the sound distorted and glitchy as it always is, and then that same impish grin on his face. The freezer on the bottom of the ship of the fridge pushes out. Nestled in the bottom is a sphere of exoplasmic energy containing all the missing cream and milk inside. I can't help but raise an eyebrow at it. The mixed milk and cream sloshed together, tumbling over itself as the sphere of ectoplasm hovers slowly spinning in the freezer really what what's this about that same glitchy laugh rolls out of him and then suddenly it starts the violet sphere starts shaking and trembling i raise my voice in wordless astonishment as watt's weird prank starts messing up the rest of the food in the freezer cartons of food bags of frozen veggies and trays of ice cubes all rattle as they're shunted out of the way by the growing sphere as i watch small tendrils of purple energy shake out and pop the lid off the top of an ice cream carton. The succulent treat gets absorbed back into the sphere, the ice cream melting partially to swell the creamy liquid inside even more. But what still isn't finished, the sphere, swollen with the addition of the ice cream, suddenly reshapes itself into another newer form. What? I'm blushing. I can't help it, alright? The form is pretty familiar. Two big pouches hanging low and cupping white fluid within them. They almost look like... Okay, look, I'm not gonna mince words here. Watt's making himself some balls. And if that's not enough, then a few seconds later, he decides to up the ante. The top of his ecto-equipment bulges up and then, well, let's just say, just because Watt's a little guy in his normal form doesn't mean he can't boast a big, big package. His ghostly dick, shimmering with the same violet energy as the rest of him, shot up and up. I mean, look, it's huge, like bigger than my entire torso. That kind of big and girthy, too, quite the eye catcher. It stands at attention, big and bulging, then the creamy mixture in Watt's balls slowly starts trickling, finally reaching the top and beating right out of the tip. S seriously, I yelp before I can do anything. I feel the refrigerator doors, or better said, Watt's makeshift hands on my back, slowly pulling me forward. Watt chuckles again. The sound's still light pitch, and despite his newfound massiveness and his member pulses suggestively as he pushes me against it. I mean, look, this isn't exactly my first rodeo with a guy. What can I say? I like his impishness, the way he's unapologetically interested in me, and how he chases that interest down. But regardless of how many times I've gotten frisky with my Rotom, letting him do me while he's possessing my fridge and teasing me with a mixture of my own food nonetheless, is something I'm not exactly used to. But hey, no time like the present, right? And true, I'm not so sure at first I can feel myself blushing from here to the sun. I glance up, my cheeks burning, and take size of Watt's newly conjured dick. It's purple and translucent, and on the other side I can see his widely grinning face distorted through the ectoplasm. But now the original form of my fridge is almost indiscernible. He's smoothed it out, colored it that appealing orangey color of his, and he's even detached from the wall, slightly hovering. That uniqueness, his uniqueness, is part of what appeals to me so much, and that damn infectious grin of his is a big part of that. But more than that, I can see the soft rosy glow under his eyes. Maybe fridges can't blush, but Rotom can. Watt was burning with affection. Then that was all I really needed to overcome my hesitation. Oh, all right, I stutter out as he pushes his 
member against my face. He used the word member so much in this. Like, just like, hawk. Oh my god. I wonder who's blushing more, me or him. Alright, well, I'll just, uh. I kneel down, pull my head up, and lap tenderly at the small bead of milk and cream at his tip. The mixture is succulent and creamy, and more than a little sweet thanks to the ice cream. But what's more than that, there's a distinct aftertaste, kind of metallic, and leaving a sensation in my mouth that can best be described as the same feeling that pop rocks leave when you eat them. I'm no stranger to that taste, of course. It's Watt's ectoplasm. Ooh. I gulp down the creamy mixture, delighting in its taste, and Watt buzzes with pleasure. Then I start blowing him proper. So yeah, that happens. I'm gonna skip over the all the many details of the blowjob. The narrator takes out his own dick because shit's getting him hard and keeps blowing that fridge. Eventually, Watt's voice reaches a fever pitch and I have only a moment's warning before he gasps and sprees out the rest of the creamy mix and orgasm. I gulp down as much as I can, luxuriating his member with my mouth. But eventually, even I have to lean back, watching an Aussie sprays the rest of his makeshift cup across the kitchen. Maybe at a different time I'd be a bit miffed, but for now I'm just transfixed. Good boy, I grunt, leaning back. And all that milk and cream in my belly is weighing me down and making me dozy, good little ghost. Now just sit tight while your trainer finishes himself, okay? And you know what? That was my plan. Let myself come to and deal with the rest after, but Watt's got a different idea. Buzzing with excitement, still moving jerkily while grappling with aftershocks of his own orgasm, he nudges me with the fridge doors, maneuvering me onto my hands and knees. I play along even as my mind dances with wonder. He's not really. Does he think I can? Well, let me drop a little spoiler alert for you. He is, and he does. Humming glitchily, Watt's member, no longer packing the creamy mixture, but back to its imposing state, angles itself near my ass. I feel my cheeks burning even deeper as the realization sits in. I, I think that means his, his facial cheeks, not his ass cheeks, but they were talking about his ass, so, um, anyway. Buddy, I say, look, I know I've taken you before, but this is a bit much, isn't it? The fridge hovers in the air, still burying his blushing face, and he buzzes lower and smoother, a sound I've long recognized as being his version of a comforting coo. Uh, I get it. I made him come. He only wants to return the favor. The ectoplasm around his dick temporarily wriggles a little before firming up again, reminding me of its pliability. If I can pull this off, it'll feel like nothing less than heaven. I finally give up to the dual feeling of my own craving and my trust for Watt and not slowly. Alright, just start slow, okay, buddy? So, somehow the massive penis, not nearly as big as Arceus's dick, but still pretty big, it fits in him and we get the stomach bulge penis outline thing and somehow having a dick go through your intestines like a kid doing a maze feels good. This ending section, um, a mixture of sound fills the air. Watts proud jubilant buzz, the jostling sound of what remains of the food inside the fridge getting bounced around and spilling on the floor as Watt energetically plows me, my own voice, filling the room with begging cries. Oh fuck Watt, yes, oh please, oh harder, oh Watt, you're such a good boy. I scream it out at the top of my lungs, no heat for volume or for time. Like, jeez, what the neighbors must have thought. Watt's voice chirps a second time, high and stuttering, almost like EDM music. And then I feel the cock inside me pulse. And I brace myself, and then he is coming, coming, coming. Oh my god. I mean, my voice rises in jubilation as he floods me within liquid ectoplasm. His ghost juice absolutely brimming in me. Oh, what the fuck?
gum shoots absolutely brimming in me and the staticky pop rock sensation is dancing everywhere inside and my vision halos and i collapse into a cooing shuddering ecstatic mess all because my rotom fucked my ass so hard that i lost all clarity of thought <laughs> my senses slowly ebb back and i become dimly aware that watt still possessing the fridge is cuddling up to me his eyes have paled into an almost soft lavender and his ectoplasmic hawk freshly removed from my ass has deflated into a smaller size there's food strewn about everywhere and i chuckle ruefully giving it all up as a lost cause but seriously can i just say for a lay that good go ahead and empty it anytime i can always buy more groceries well it's taken a number of shapes over our various um escapades but the fridge is the first that actually matches me in size let alone towers over me cuddling up to him in such a big form is unusual yet also comforting his voice escapes the appliance in a low whir that reminds me of someone sighing and i feel the after effects of sex in me as well the sweet and sleep giving ache that comes from having a particularly good fuck hey bud he chirps in response Let's do this again, huh? He chirps in the affirmative, and then we both trail off into the blissful quiet. So, uh, that's the story, and I mean, yeah, I, I know that most people, even pokephiles, would probably look askance at a guy who fucks his fridge, or, uh, gets fucked by his fridge, but at that point, I figure this is, you know, semantics. But since then, me and Watt have gotten closer than ever. The fridge is his favorite form to take, and we have lots of misadventures. He's even getting better at not ruining all the food, though, truth be told, the sheer wackiness of trying to see him get his freak on while not spilling last night's leftovers is part of the appeal of this whole thing overall though i don't regret it for the world just do me a favor never ask me how long it took to clean up that fucking kitchen so yeah that's the fic i actually kind of like this one I, I thought it was it was funny and it was creative like fridge sex who would have thought who would have thought so despite the monster cock and the inherent pokophilia and all the times they said member instead of cock I, I might go as far as to say this was good other than that i want to know more about this guy's life <laughs> what sort of shit he gets up to so that's all i got for today next episode we're gonna head back to the avatar fandom to talk about an absolutely cursed au called the crockverse Ugh, you'll see you will see so today we covered flannel fire by arctic underscore tooth funhouse by festival gray loving livani by festival gray we kiss on the mouth but still cough on our sleeves by long animals arceus more like large Cius by hydrathos and freaky fridge day by festival gray and gray is spelled with an e not an a the bar is low is an instagram you can find us at the bar is low with an underscore in between each word follows so you'll know what's coming up next if you have a fix suggest feel free to get in contact with me and if you want to drop a rating review on itunes that'd be real cool not gonna beg you for five stars give me however many damn stars you think i deserve as always i'm your pal wenchy this is the bar is low Thank you for joining me, and that's all for today.